The battle over the fiscal budget has already begun and the Willow Project has been approved, though with some changes. Details on these things and much more coming up on this morning's episode of BBP News. Welcome back and good morning, everybody. It is Friday. I almost forgot what day it was. Friday, March 17th, 2023. And we are back with another news episode as always. Just me this morning for you guys. Chris, unfortunately, could not join us, but I am here to give you the news on this lovely Friday morning. Before we get into anything, though, let's just quickly check the weather headed into this weekend. So in Los Angeles, it'll be partly cloudy today with a high of 64 degrees and a cloudy weekend. In Houston, Texas, it'll be rainy today with a high of 71 degrees and clouds moving in continuing to move in throughout the weekend in chicago illinois it'll be windy today with a high of 48 and a mostly clear weekend ahead and in new york city there will be some clouds rolling overhead today with a high of 55 with a partly cloudy weekend hopefully some sun poking in through those clouds moving forward but really not much going on today you guys you know really my biggest excitement actually no i I do want to stop for one second and say that winter came late all right so you've of course heard chris and i talk about some snow over here uh in the northeast you know we've had a couple snowstorms here and there but really it's been a super mild winter especially by new york standards like we've had temperatures up in the 50s even the 60s a couple days here and there it's just been really warm Uh, honestly sometimes it's felt like there's been more rain than snow but now that we've moved into march now that we're supposed to be headed towards spring we're getting more snow than ever. Like, this is absolutely nuts. So, about a week ago, a little more than a week ago now, we got about eight inches of snow. And that was already a, you know, somewhat questionable storm to begin with. You couldn't get weather channels on the same page. Some were saying four to eight, some were saying eight to 12. I think there was even like a 10 to 15 in there. You know, the, the projections were all over the place. But this storm ended up being like a no doubter so in that one the questionable one we got about eight inches again still in march already kind of a late storm to some extent but then we got news over the weekend that hey another storm is headed your way have fun and sure enough one definitely did hit over a foot and a half in my area you guys a little less than a foot and a half where chris is like it just hit so hard in some places here in new york over two feet of snow fell in the middle of march we're halfway through the month we're halfway through the month and we got a foot and a half of snow we are literally days away from the official start of spring and we're getting a foot and a half of snow this is new york For anyone that lives in another part of the country that doesn't understand just how crazy the weather is here, foot and a half of snow in the middle of March, literally like a week ahead or a little more than a week, about 10 days from the start of spring. 
that is what we have over here. So, <laughs> so honestly, that's been the most crazy part of my week, I'd say, uh, besides, you know, looking at the World Baseball Classic. If you tune into Eye on the Ball, you know how crazy the World Baseball Classic has been. And it hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. Things have already been crazy. You know, at the time of recording, recording this Thursday, we've already started the quarterfinals. A couple teams are already through. Japan and Italy are already through. So I'm unfortunately a bit late on doing those predi- predictions. Hopefully, I will do some semifinal predictions here uh, on the morning of this episode's release. So Friday morning going to try and do my predictions for that but we'll see how that goes we'll see if i manage to get them out in time because it seems to be moving faster than i can get a handle on you know i was actually a day late i thought that the quarterfinals were supposed to start on thursday but italy had already made it through on wednesday so good job me uh, I'm failing on that respect. So, so that's where I stand on that, but it has been an amazing tournament. And again, I wish I could stream the entire games, but unfortunately, uh, just don't have either of the streaming services that you can stream it on. And there are no radio broadcasts from what I can tell of the classic. So little unfortunate, but oh, well, the highlights are still fantastic. You know, you can't, you can't be disappointed by the highlights and the crowds have been ridiculous. As I said on Tuesday's show, But that's enough about sports. That's enough about weather. We've got news to get into this morning. There's still a lot to talk about despite Chris not being here. So let's jump right in and we start with the inflation report that came out earlier this week. So bread, cereal, eggs, and shelter are all really high according to the inflation report that was released this week. And let me tell you, this report leads up to another interest rate hike that is coming next week. And there is a whole bank collapse thing that will play into all of this. So overall, inflation from January to February did come down. It came down from 6.4% to 6% in that time, and that is good. It is down a lot from the 9% peak of inflation that we saw uh, during last year. However, that percentage is still really high. In fact, it is triple the amount that the Fed wants to normally see. Normally, when it comes to inflation, the Fed is looking for about a 2% inflation rate. So 6%, again, triple that number. You aren't feeling inflation coming down, of course, because the cost of everything we use on a daily basis, like food and shelter, went up between January and February. So the cost of shelter, for example, is up 8%. It is 8% higher than it was in February of 2022. And the cost of food was up 10.2% from February of 2022. Now, one caveat to this in terms of prices coming down is that egg prices did come down almost 7% between January and February. However, again, compared to this time last year, they are up 55%. So they are still extraordinarily high in that sense from the year-to-year comparison. The money part comes into play based on what we saw last week. In all of the economic data, the Fed chair floated the idea of raising interest rates half a percent. But now that we have had two bank failures, some experts are suggesting that the Fed should not raise them at all. And if they do decide to raise them, they should only raise them a quarter of a percent. This is something that we're obviously going to be keeping our eyes on as the meeting will be coming next week. That announcement should be coming next week. So it's something that will be in the near future that we will be paying attention to. And the battle is on. We have our first counteroffer to President Biden's budget proposal for the fiscal year of 2024. Embrace yourself. 
if this group of lawmakers gets its way, some of the federal programs that you rely on could go away. And if they don't get their way, they are refusing to raise the debt ceiling. So I'm about to explain why all of this is important for you and what it could mean overall for everybody. First, what's happening here? Well, the conservative House Freedom Caucus issued a one-page document last week outlining their vision for how the government should spend money in 2024. The Freedom Caucus says that they will not vote to raise the debt ceiling again they will not vote to raise the debt ceiling unless their spending cut requirements are met so what do they want exactly here well first they want an end to president biden's student loan forgiveness program regardless of what the supreme court rules they also want to cancel the 80 billion dollars over 10 years given to the irs and they want to make it harder for those on welfare programs like social security disability snap WIC, and medicaid to have access to those types of programs by raising the work requirements this proposal would also significantly cut what they call discretionary spending across the board this includes Includes things like transportation, education, housing and social service programs, as well as science, environmental and climate programs. The only thing that they want to keep the same is defense spending. So let's just take a look at this and the reality of the situation. Just like we mentioned with the president's budget proposal, there is absolutely no chance that all this is going to pass. There's just no way it's going to happen. Some of it may, but certainly not the entire thing. Second, and this is very important to recognize, this is not the official Republican plan. This is a plan from about a dozen conservative, conservative House members. However, because the Republican House majority is so slim, this group has a lot of power and will influence the Republican plan at the end of the day. The reason that all of this matters to you, the reason that all of this is so important, is because if the House cannot get an agreement set up with the Senate and the White House, and this group holds strong and refuses to raise the debt ceiling, it is very possible that the United States will default on its debt intentionally for the first time in history and overall for the first time in history, which would be absolutely detrimental to you, me, and the rest of the country. Now, again, it is important to recognize the fact that these 12 votes are not everything. There could be a bipartisan agreement that does not include these 12 members. However, because that Republican majority is so slim, they do hold power and they do hold influence over how that decision will be made. So it's something that we're going to be keeping our eyes on moving forward. Well, it has happened. The Biden administration has approved the Willow Project. However, there are some caveats to pay attention to. Before we get to any of that, though, Let's just quickly recap the project itself. As we told you on Monday, the Willow Project is a major oil drilling project by ConocoPhillips in the National Petroleum Reserve, Alaska. This project would allow the company to acquire about 600 billion barrels of oil and is said to be worth about $17 billion in revenue for federal, state, and local governments. And now that project has been approved, at least to a certain extent. The Biden administration announced earlier this week that it would approve three out of the five drilling sites that ConocoPhillips was asking for for this project to go forward. This is also the same number of drilling sites that the company said that they would absolutely need to make the project even financially viable. So they are agreeing to that extent. However, there are two sites, of course, that are being rejected, and alongside those two rejected sites, the Biden administration is also denying the building of a road that would have led to the fourth drilling site. 
And the Biden administration also took further action to prevent future oil drilling in areas surrounding the Beaufort Sea and the Continental Shelf in the Arctic region. Signing a memorandum Monday that removes 13 million acres of the more than 20 million contained within the National Petroleum Reserve Alaska. However, these moves are not doing enough to stifle the anger of environmental activists who say that this project is nothing but bad news for the state of global climate conditions. And it is already a guarantee that we are going to see this case in federal court with at least two lawsuits being filed by the time that this is being recorded and there are more likely to come. So this is going to be a long, drawn-out fight. This approval does not mean that this project is automatically going forward. There's still a long road ahead and a long legal battle ahead for the Willow Project. A member of the U.S. military was found dead in the parking lot of the Pentagon earlier this week. The man, not publicly identified, was found in a car parked north of the building around 3.30 p.m. by an unknown bystander Tuesday afternoon. According to officials, an investigation has been started to determine what happened leading up to that moment, as well as to find out the cause of death of this military member. Quote, an investigation is ongoing. We have no further details to announce while the investigation is ongoing. End quote. That was from the Pentagon's top spokesperson. Like his name, the member's military division has not been released at this time, and that is because of standard processes which essentially state that the identity of the member will not be released until at least 24 hours after the next of kin is contacted, and to this point, no other information has been released to the public. Now getting into rapid news, the Biden administration has threatened a ban of TikTok nationwide here in the U.S. if the Chinese owners do not sell their stakes in the company. More on that will be coming on Monday's show. An adult film actress Stormy Daniels has reportedly spoken to prosecutors regarding charges for former President Trump for paying the actress to keep quiet about an alleged affair before the 2016 election. Now, getting into good news for this morning, though, and this is just an absolutely adorable story, you guys. I can't get over this. You know we love animal stories here on this show, and I've got another one for you guys today. So, Harvey the Husky is a dog that was rescued and brought into a shelter. And the thing about Harvey is he has a bit of a deformity on his face. His face is a bit lopsided and they think it was because of being bitten while he was still a puppy. So it never healed correctly. So now again, he has that lopsided face and he had been in the shelter for a few months, despite the best efforts of the volunteers there to get someone to bring him home and recognize him. No one was interested. No one decided to bring him home until Sherry Langston came across his photo while scrolling through social media late one night before bed. Langston just fell in love with Harvey instantly. And at first, she didn't really think too much about it because she lived in Seattle while Harvey was in a shelter down in San Diego. So this was over 1,200 miles away for them. That being said, she did still look into flights to see if it made sense to fly down to meet the dog and to see if, you know, it was worth making him a member of the family. But at the time, she didn't think that the flights were worth it. The prices were just outrageous. And so she put it out of her mind for a little bit. But she kept coming back to Harvey. She kept coming back to his pictures. She kept coming back to the posts of him on social media and eventually just got to her. She's like, I have to go meet this dog. So... While her sons were off school on break, she took them and drove down, drove the 1,250 miles 
to the shelter in San Diego, basically down the entire West Coast to go meet Harvey. This, you know, that in itself is absolutely crazy. And they brought their dog along as well because they already had a dog who was a member of the family. Uh, that is River. And Har- Harvey and River were best friends when they first met. The family and Harvey were best friends when they first met. And it's safe to say that they brought him home basically immediately. And Sherry had gotten her husband to even fly down because he had originally stayed home for work, but she got him to fly down to meet Harvey as well. And they quickly decided that it was time to bring Harvey home and make him a part of their family. And according to updates from the Langstons, Harvey is absolutely loving Seattle. He loves splashing around in the rain and the puddles, and it's just having an absolute blast. He gets along with River. He gets along with the kids, and it's just an absolutely amazing time for them and that's not where this story ends because i want you to understand just how awesome this husky really is so harvey was rescued along with two other dogs found abandoned in the desert now that alone is just you know amazing that they were saved right that these three dogs were saved however harvey is credited with leading the three dogs and basically helping them to survive hundreds of miles of desert so it's not like they were just you know they happened to be found soon after being abandoned harvey led these two other dogs hundreds of miles across the desert and allowed them to survive, helped them to survive. This dog is an absolute hero to the two other dogs and just amazing in his own right. That is so, that is beyond words. There are no words to describe just how incredible this is, just how amazing of a dog Harvey is. And I'm so happy that he found a home. You know, that deformity, that lopsided face, that'll throw some people off. It will. But the fact that someone was able to recognize how adorable he is and how great of a dog he is, and it was a family. It was a family that took him into their home and made him a part of their family, really gave him that home, that connection that he really needed. And I'm so happy because that is, he's so awesome. I want to meet this dog. I want to meet this dog and make him my best friend because he's just top, he's top dog. I will make that pun without any form of shame. He's top dog. <laughs> but that is the end of this Friday morning episode. You guys will be back here on Sunday morning with a week ahead schedule for you. And then we will be back on Monday with a roundup of the news weekend. But until then, you guys have a great start to your weekend. Bye.